Welcome to the Whole Self Podcast, where we talk about various mental health topics with an emphasis on the body, mind, and spirit connection. Our goal is to empower our listeners with the knowledge and tools needed to embark on their own healing journey. A gentle reminder that this podcast is not a substitute for therapy, and we encourage you to seek out your own therapy if needed. Hi, welcome to the Whole Self Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about parenting as triggering. My name is Sharon Wegman, and I'm a licensed professional counselor. And I'm Kate Byler, and I am a professional counselor that specializes in trauma. Okay. So we want to talk about why parenting is triggering, because we see lots of podcasts on how to, Mm -hmm. but not the triggering traumatic response that we all have with parenting. Yeah, or why it's so hard for us when our kids do something that great against us um are difficult and sometimes it's things that like most of the time make sense that kids do but certain things really get us riled up or frustrated and we're left thinking why is my body so on edge right now yeah why is my body so on edge why am i so triggered and triggered can look like two different things Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to look like um angry banshee screaming no it can also look like a very numbed out avoidant withdrawal so we have parents that go both directions Mm -hmm. with how they interact with their children when they are triggered right or even like parents that experience extreme anxiety all the time around things. I think having kids can trigger a lot of anxiety that we didn't know we had or to what degree we had it. Right. So our emph- what, we're, what we're talking about is you will be triggered if you're <laughs> yes. a parent. And it will continue until they're adults. And then that continues. It just gets different. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes I'll have clients who say to me, Well, will I ever get to the point that I'm not triggered? And I'm like, no, you will always have triggers. You just need to learn how to handle those triggers when they come. Right. Because it's not that our body, we have, we don't have control over what our body does. Right. But once it does it, then we have control over it. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about why we get triggered. Yeah. So one of the reasons we get triggered, and if you've listened to our other podcasts, this um, idea will not be foreign to you is because of our own trauma. So, again, it doesn't always look like our brain registering something as, oh, that reminds me of this one time when I was a child. It's more of like a bodily response, like we were saying before. So being numbed out or feeling powerless or being extra angry and really hyper. We're getting triggered because something that our kid is doing is triggering from our own childhood, whether it been from a parent or how you were treated or lack thereof, you know. So, again, our brain's not constantly pointing this out to us, but our bodies usually are. Yeah, so true. And so sometimes to help my, trying to help my clients understand that your bodily trigger reaction is usually past, Mm -hmm. right? So when I... When we talk about the current situation, I might write down everything that you're thinking 
on the current, but then we say, when were you feeling that? And mm-hmm. why were you feeling that? And then suddenly we have aha moments. Right, exactly. Of, oh, yes, this really is from my childhood, and I didn't understand that. Right. And sometimes our reactions are even triggering from our trauma. What I mean by that is, like, I think, you know, if my son were to do something and then all of a sudden I get and feel really angry, I'm also triggered because if I've had an angry parent, I don't want to be the angry parent. Oh, yes. (laughs) So, like, just catching those things and coming down from it and being kind to yourself when it's happening because the only way you can move through it is if you start acknowledging why these triggers are there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, again, that comes back to, you know, our, our, our second point here is what did our own parents model right. when it came to parenting? Mm-hmm. Um, you gave a good example of if there was an angry parent, I don't want to be that parent. However, if I haven't learned to cope right. any other way right. because of that's what was modeled, that might be what I automatically do, even though I hate it. Yeah, and I think I always tell clients to be really kind to themselves because, in, in a sense, you're... Your body and your brain doesn't know what it doesn't know. Yeah. So, like, you just have to remember, okay, I'm going to be teaching now my body and brain how to respond because the only thing it was ever taught before is what was modeled to me. Absolutely. So we do have to be kind, um, and we have to maybe find other people who model parenting that we like Mm -hmm. and kind of hang around with them, Mm -hmm. observe what we like so that we get ideas of how to do it differently. I think all of us in here are always tossing around ideas of how to do things differently, to think outside of the box. Mm -hmm. But that's what we have to do when it comes to parenting. And I think parents feel insecure about asking sometimes because... I should know. Right. Yeah, like, I I think just being able to talk to someone that's safe and trustworthy and asking for support, like, like saying, I really struggle when my kid does this. I don't know how to regulate myself, and it's strange. (laughs) Like, I can't. This, or maybe this age, right? I think that's another thing. Oh, yes. Like, to not feel guilty about you don't have to be in love with every single age your kid goes through, you know? Some are going to be much more triggering than others because of your own story um, and because of how your parents modeled things. Yeah, so let's kind of talk about that for a second. I mean, sometimes the age of your child that is most triggering to you is often tied to your own trauma mm-hmm. at that age and yeah. people don't understand that but suddenly they're being more triggered with their child's behavior and it's really not about the child it's really about that what that ch- you as the adult experienced as a child right exactly i always remember i i think i forget what we were talking about exactly but it was the idea that I think you gave the advice that we can't parent out of, like, what we lacked in our own childhood because our kids never lived that childhood. True. And so I think, like, what our parents modeled or didn't model, you know, we have to pick and choose what we're going to take and leave because our kids never lived that life, so they don't know that we wish we would have gotten more of X, Y, and Z, you know? And, and But then we're projecting that on them, right? Giving them the childhood we wish we had. 
That's not always the healthiest mindset. No. I'm a little worried about what we're creating out there. Right. As far as entitled children mm-hmm. who get everything. Right. We're getting, we're, we could be creating a lot of narcissists. Sorry. That's just my fear. <laughs> yeah. That's my fear. Okay, so let's talk about um, powerlessness that causes the trigger. And, and what are those sources of powerlessness when it comes to parenting? Mm. I mean, for that, the first thing, honestly, that pops in my head is still feeling powerlessness and, like, controlling our emotions. So knowing how to regulate in that moment, which, again, I'm going to do a therapy plug, is something that you are able to figure out what works for you if you have a counselor. Yeah. And things like that, because there can be that powerlessness of, I just exploded again. How did I get to this point? I don't want to be here, but every time I'm stuck in this cycle. So uh, a very, like, cyclic type of thing is happening when your kid does this, it triggers this emotion, you do this action, and it it keeps going around. That can feel very powerless. Right. Um, So that powerlessness can be from the pattern we learned, Mm -hmm. or it can be from maybe this child is not complying to what I need them to do. Please put your shoes on. Right. Right. And they're not. And Mm -hmm. they're not. And uh, I can remember those kinds of battles. And they were very draining. (laughs) I frequently would call my husband while it was happening because I wanted somebody else to be speaking to me (laughs) while I was feeling that powerless. Yes. Um, Okay. And, you know, maybe it's. Uh, any other types of powerlessness tied to their health Mm, mm -hmm. like when they're ill I think parents get really triggered with their own fears of Mm -hmm. I can't help them I don't understand what's happening yeah absolutely um especially if your kid is at the age where it's hard for them to communicate that type of stuff and um you know, you're kind of going off. It's hard to know. I know for me, is it hard? Am I going off of my anxiety or am I going off of what my kid needs? And that can feel like this powerlessness of not knowing what to do. Because you just, once you're a parent, all you want to do is take the pain away. But the reality is <laughs> you can't always do that. You cannot. And it, the challenge is to not take your anxiety and make it your child's anxiety Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's what powerlessness is all about is I don't have control of this situation I feel out of control I feel anxious because I'm out of control and sometimes the child can pick up our anxiety and we don't want to be modeling that regarding situations so again another reason to really push into understanding your triggers yeah I'm also thinking of another Meth or another reason for powerlessness would be if maybe you're a single mom or a single parent um, and have limited resources. Maybe you don't have safe family members to watch your kids. Oh, true. And you have to like pay for childcare. All of this is so really true. powerless. Like that is, is just that's that's just extremely hard. So we're fishing around to make things work and still have a job like we're going to be triggered then by our kids much easier than if we have those things in place and they're much more accessible right so lack of resources Mm -hmm. is huge in the area of powerlessness and sometimes we just feel so stuck in that lack of resources issue that we don't know how to pull ourselves out right again while we why we need 
a community and why we need um, other parents that we can process with. Yeah, support group, something if you are in that situation to uh, even allow yourself to feel angry at your situation and debrief with someone. That way it's not coming out when you're trying to parent and do all these other things. But we we do get that when your resources are limited and you don't have a supportive partner with kids, it's really, really hard. Yes. Yes. We have great compassion on you. We understand. So, um, another area that causes a lot of triggering is mommy comparison, (sighs) parent (laughs) comparison, daddy comparison. Um, and I think that it causes you to kind of get triggered in your own insecurities Um, regarding how you're parenting and it's a huge thing now that social media exists Mm -hmm. everybody can see what everybody's doing although all they're seeing is the best version Mm -hmm. except for at christmas time where they post those weird things about kids freaking out on christmas card pictures right but but otherwise Mm -hmm. you're generally only seeing the best version yes and i can attest to this as being a fairly new mom i have one child and he's a toddler obviously social media has been around longer than he's been alive so sometimes it's helpful because there are doctors and ot's out there that will give helpful advice but most of the time i find myself being like huh my kid doesn't like sit and intricately put things into things he wants to climb and (laughs) almost die on things every day and it's and then it is true you start questioning should I be doing this more with him should I be paying more attention this way and what it does is create a very like shaming guilt complex and I know that that then can trigger that numbed out parenting as well because you're feeling well there's nothing I can do right so it's really hard with comparison and, and maybe what moms do, what they have, what they buy. <laughs> right. And so if comparison is a big trigger for you, you on a particularly stress-filled day, it's probably important that you not do social media. Right. Because the social media will always increase your level of anxiety. That's Absolutely. a statistical fact. Social media will increase your anxiety. And so if you want to be um, more present, you cannot be on that if you want to not be And again, find those support people that you can talk to and be like, hey, is this, like, does your kid do this too? You know, like someone that won't judge who your kid is, how you parent, and able to empathize with you and and normalize for you. Um, Counselors aren't the only ones that are able to normalize things. Friends normalize things all the time. So comparison is just one of those things now that is everywhere with social media. Yeah, it didn't even exist when I was a parent. And I think, well, not until they were older. But I I feel like if that existed, I would have been a lot more um, critical Mm. of my own whatever I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because... I didn't know all you guys know. Like everybody's on sites figuring out how's the best way to do this and how's the best way to do And that didn't even exist. Right. So I can understand how it would really influence the level of um, self-analysis, comparison, maybe self-hate as a parent. Mm -hmm. It's even to the point, which I find very strange, is like, your baby's fashion even has to be, like, aesthetically pleasing. 
it's like monochromatic earth tones and if you have something your kids wearing something that clashes you know it almost feels like you're doing something wrong it's it's very strange it's it's a part of like the marketing and how people are selling things and, and want you to buy their stuff but just know that your kid is is gonna be a kid not not what social media portrays all the time right so on part two now that we have you all engaged in understanding uh, the p- triggering of parents mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to be talking about what are some solutions and strategies to cope with being a parent with being triggered right and we'll do that in part two because we want to devote enough time to come up with a lot of ideas to give you skills and uh just uh validate even being yes, triggered because exactly. most of it is just do this with your kid right. instead of why is it so hard to do this with my kid <laughs> <laughs> indeed okay so thanks so much for listening um feel free to always give us a review mm-hmm. that is positive for the podcast yes, because please. that moves us up in the world of podcasts mm-hmm. which is helpful to us because there's so many of them <laughs> All right, have a great day. See ya. Thank you so much for listening. Any resources or links from today's episode can be found in our show notes. Original music in this episode is by Christopher Burkholder.